you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. All right, boys. Nomad again. Okay, so we're already starting off bad, right? As if things aren't as worse enough right now with shit going on in the world and everything. Uh, this could be probably a pretty explicit episode, right? Because we're going to touch on some powerful subjects. Uh, we are going to get to some sports, but you can't not talk about what's been going on in the world. Um, in today's Section 312, though, we got MLB News. The NBA is going to come back. They're talking, you know, finals, schedules already all the way down to Game 7. We'll break it down. We got some UFC talk. If you guys watched it, it was free on ESPN over the weekend. Some WWE recap. A brand new Sneedler's list. We're probably just going to get rid of Matt's moment altogether. Man's been MIA, but... Uh, we'll, we got to give it to Vance. It's got to be Vance. we got to come up with a fun we do. name for Vance's... But it's got to... Right. We we gotta we gotta test it. We gotta let the creative juices flow, but we'll figure Vance's that out. Water. Boom! <laughs> I like it. We'll figure it out. We got Sneedler's list. No Matt's moment. Uh, we discuss about what's been going on in the world at the moment. That's probably where we will start. But before we do that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. They are a sports prop betting app. Go download them on the App Store Thrive Fantasy or go to thrivefantasy.com. When you do and you sign up, enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of 10 bucks. Deposit 10, enter our code SEC312, and they'll give you an additional 10 bucks. Go bet $20 over-unders for the points value. They only use the best high-tier athletes. They don't use any scrubs, only the great ones, the good ones. Go thrivefantasy.com. All right, boys. Um... Probably about the first 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. We're going to go until we're done. Shit's fucked up, man. <laughs> That's really the way to put it, right? Shit is fucked up. Um, everybody knows uh, the man that was killed in Minnesota by the officer and the other three while he was being detained on the ground with a knee George on his Floyd. throat for a forged check. First off, I want to start there, right? Forge check. The man's just trying to get some bread. He's trying to get some money. Who knows what it's for? That's besides the point. The man's trying to get some money. Okay, I get that. I get he's he's doing it illegally. Right. Even then, number one, why does that take four officers for one dude in a forge check? Number two, there was a video out of them kicking the shit out of this guy in the car. Now, we can't see what he was doing in the car, but that's regard... That's... What's the word I'm looking for? That's besides uh, the point. Yeah, that's besides irrelevant. Irre- thank you. That that that's irrelevant because the point is there's four of them for one dude who's already handcuffed in the car, right? Then they bring him out of the car and put him on the ground. He's already handcuffed. He's not going anywhere. And there's four of them. There's four of them for a forged check. Then the officer gets down and just keeps his knee on and while his neck is pushed up against the curb. Stops I mean, breathing. Eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. eight minutes. What the fuck are they waiting for? They're the four cops for a forged check for a man who's already handcuffed. Where the hell is he gonna go? Okay. I these people and this is my take on it, right? It's like 
they're not all like that. Okay? There are people out there that want to do good in the world and help everybody, right? But then there's a lot of them that shouldn't be police officers, and that's the problem. Anybody can go be a fucking cop. Anybody. Yeah. You and I'm not just talking cop. I'm talking you can go out and apply to become sheriff and just become sheriff. It's 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 ridiculous how easy it is to be a police officer. And that's where it starts, right? Right. Because you got to go into that and you got to see we got to change shit, right? Yeah, You got to make it maybe four years of military service before you can apply to be a police officer. And like every single year you're getting retested on everything you're supposed to fucking know. And if you miss like a 95% or below, that's it. You're done. You're not being like that's it starts it starts there it starts there and these people they they're becoming police officers when they shouldn't be right because I'm telling you I would do requirements and things like that because you gotta change the system but these people go and play cop and then are presented with these situations in front of them and they're scared. They don't know how to react. All this adrenaline is going through their bodies, and they're not prepared. They're scared, so they just react. There's four of them for one dude in handcuffs for a forged check just trying to get some money to maybe feed his family. Four of them on the ground for eight minutes. I don't understand it, but things need to change, and it's going crazy. When those other people have culpability, you're standing right there watching it. And you don't do anything like that. That's being culpable. Like you gotta tell them, hey, let them up, let them breathe. Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense how that many people could let it go that wrong. I I, I totally feel bad for for the dude involved. I mean, and and to an extent, I mean, you you gotta feel bad a little bit for. I'm not gonna say that cop, of course, because that that cop was was well out of line, but. Looking at it at a broader spectrum, can you imagine trying to be like like imagine if you were a, like an actually good cop, like a morally good cop? You know, imagine how tough. I, I, I wonder if things are, are are tough like for those guys now. You know, like trying to convince people that the police force isn't all bad. I mean, there there are plenty of bad of bad moments with with cops, but I just I just think it would be so weird and tough to just try to t- convince people that you're not one of the bad ones. Yeah, I've seen some good moments like Pittsburgh, they gave them some water, like walked the water up to the cops like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily all as bad, but I get what you're saying where it's like, you know, how do you convince somebody when this kind of shit is going on? Yeah, I almost think with with how much negativity is going on, I think they I think they should do a little I think they should highlight those moments a little bit, a little bit more than than just all the negative moments. Obviously, mainstream media thrives on negativity. Yeah. It's disgusting. I don't understand it. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they they do need to cover what's what's going on, of course. But it would be nice to kind of balance try, it out. But see, with that's a the bit. problem. That's the problem. There's the even CNN, right? They tried. They tried to report on it, and their whole crew got arrested. The, 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 they they walked up to the cops. They walked up to the cops and told them, hey, we are from CNN. We are doing a live feed on this for everybody watching at home. It, it, like, tell us if we're out of line. 
And they're there reporting. And out of nowhere, they just come and arrest the reporter, the producer, and the cameraman. Well, it's a live feed. Yeah, there's been some crazy moments since this all started. It's like, it's got everything. It starts with the system. Like I said, it's it's all the plea. And then, you know, you got the problem of like all these old fucks coming out now that are like super racist. You know, we yeah. just had tonight, we had Brittany Payton come out and say, you know, what happened to her. And it's like, you're seeing all these other videos now and these two boys in Atlanta that, you know, got fucked by the cops for no reason. Again, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. The world is going crazy. And it's like, if it's not coronavirus, if it's not new cases of Ebola, we got civil riots going on in the U.S., you know, 2020 and... You know, it's crazy that I'm bringing this in, but you saw the whole Simpsons thing. They predicted this again. Like, that's crazy. Like, there's something behind that, and it's kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of scary <laughs> that they're right <clears throat> about so many things. Um, But, yeah, it's it's really hectic out here. And we got people looting. There's people looting going crazy up here in Naperville last night they just destroyed everything my girl went this, my woman went this morning to go help clean up the town she was so upset by everything fuck every single one of the looters everywhere across the world fuck them all there's no need for any of that shit ever how 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 can any logically sane person think we need to spread a message. Let's go break shit. Let's go scare the daylights out of people. Let's go fucking anarchists. raid stores. That's who. Start, anarchists. Start fire. It's a mental illness. It's not. It's not. You know, people thinking lot. Uh, thinking clearly. You know, it's people that are just. It's a mental illness. I don't know. Well, like it's just anarchists. Like, it's it's everything. It's it's going through their mind and they just react. It's just reactions. So they're like, hey, one person's doing it. Oh, let's go do it some more. But it's like you got to get your message across another way. You know, I watched the one video yeah. of there was like a fifty-one-year-old, a thirty-one-year-old, and the sixteen. And the 31-year-old's, like, telling both of them, like, the 51-year-old was, like, going crazy, saying how we got to go destroy everything. And then the 31-year-old's like, no, nah, we got to change it. He's talking to the younger kid, the 16-year-old. He's like, you know, I get you're angry, too. He's like, you see, we got three gen, like, three generations here. It's like, we all, like, 20 years apart. It's like, it starts with the younger generation. It's like, how you got to be better. You see what's going on between everybody right now, and you got to change that. Because older people that are still alive right now that are super fucking racist and, like, well, influence, it's not, influencing. You're, you're, going, you're going down a slippery it's a little generalized, you're, but yeah, no, but you, no, no, but you, but like, you're getting what I'm saying. Like the people that have been living people. on this <laughs> earth the longest have experienced this longer than we have. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm not, you know, calling anybody out. I never try to do that, right? I'm, I'm saying the people, the older people, have that have been on this planet and alive longer than all three of us have witnessed and gone through similar things like this longer than we have and we're to the point now 
And it's still how it was for them back then. So our generation fucked up is what I'm trying to say. You got to start younger and all those people coming up through them. By the time we're dead, if the younger generation changes how they outlook on everything, then this won't be an issue. Oh, my God. See, you can't can't single out any sort of generations because the sad truth is there's always been hatred and unfortunately there's there's always been racism for as long as for as long as there's been stuff and to think that it's just gonna like that it can just simply go away is is oh no i never said it would simply go away it's 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 a process i mean to me it's police brutality and that that's my thing like you know whatever people are gonna be racist but we yeah, got to be able to the, correct the, poli- the justice system. Like this shit's out of control, and the police brutality as a whole. Yeah, the the police brutality thing can be changed and could probably get changed within within our lifetime. At least one would fucking hope so. But yeah, I mean, yeah, a, I would hope so. A lot a lot of these people on on social media, you see, like trying to trying to say that they can that we, that we can change the world and that hatred will be gone and racism can be solved just like that and it just ruffles my feathers cuz it's not it, if it was that fucking easy like do you think we'd be dealing with with this problem i mean for and there's billions of people on this planet there's like hatred is always going to exist racism sadly is always going to exist homophobia is always going to exist no like it's impossible that Every single person is going to be able to get along with each other. It's never going to happen. Yeah, people are just wired different. You know, I mean, I know what you mean. Well, so that's been something like the looting pisses me off probably the most. The lo- the looting because like I don't mind a peaceful protest. If you want to make signs, chant some shit that rhymes, you know, all power to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I I don't do that. But I respect all those people who who want to go out there, march, you know, all the peaceful protesting. Do it twenty four seven if you fucking want. I love that. That's totally fine. I hate the looters. All that shit needs to stop immediately. But what's really been bothering me is the pe- like everyone on social media who thinks that it's just that easy of a thing to fix. And then not only those people, but there's the people that all of a sudden are voicing their opinions. Never once in their timeline do you ever see these people talking about racial injustices or inequality problems or white privilege. There's these people, they never talk about that. Now, all of a sudden it's, we need to stand up for each other. Black Lives Matter. They're coming out of the woodworks like they're the next coming of a civil rights leader because they have, you know, because of Facebook and all this stuff. And then there's the other people that are saying, uh, if you're being quiet, then you're part of the problem. The fuck does that mean? That just because I don't want to voice my opinion means that I'm automatically an enemy? And like I'm scrolling through all this stuff, and it just drives me fucking nuts. And then this Blackout Tuesday thing today, I, I understand what they were going for with the celebrity aspect of it, where it was, hey, let's you know, let's just focus on on this one topic here. But for every single person in your feed, just regular people like us, to to join along with it, and then they're contradicting themselves. The same people who said you can't be quiet because you're not going to solve anything. Now today, 
are saying, let's not post anything, be quiet, do your research, and stuff like that. So these, some of these people are just contradicting themselves. But you're not thinking and about it. In, you're not thinking nuts. about it, though, in the way they're thinking about it. They're trying to dominate everything right now. They're trying to dominate the streets. They're trying to dominate the election uh, coming up soon because they're all going to be voting a different way now. It's like they're trying to dominate social media. It's like they're just trying to take over another aspect that they can get their hands on in order to get another point across and get noticed. So everybody that's saying we're not doing this, they're just trying to take what they're doing to another level by continual dominating different platforms. Yeah, I've seen those people too who all, all like are trying to springboard. I hate those people too, the people that are trying to springboard this into being like, see, this is why we need to vote. See, this is why. It's like, oh, because a, a cop unright, like a cop murdering a guy is why why we should vote and why we should pay attention to that. It's like, how about we just stick to one one topic for for just a little bit here? Like, this is something very very serious. Not like voting isn't isn't serious yeah, I, 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 agree I guess with that. Like, i guess turn it into but, an argument for something else and it's like what the fuck like this is serious like it's not something to turn into your argument for about some other crap that doesn't you know <laughs> pertain to what we're talking about especially politics because that just opens up a whole another can of worms of those assholes who are just super like like those people that are just so into politics and are aggressive about it like you do not need to get them started on <laughs> on voting right now when the world is already as wound up and tense as it is. Well, yeah, and that's why I think it's crazy with like Trump trying to militarize police and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I get that looting's bad, but it, two wrongs don't make a right. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a better way to defuse the situation. You know, and that's it. Just shows his leadership sucks. Like, it's like what the fuck? Like, you know, you can't be trying to say you're going to shoot on American people. Like, that's. <laughs> the whole problem we're trying to get rid of, you know. So it's why just, not? Why not? It's a though? big these, mess. These looters, these looters are fucking assholes. Get them off the damn streets. They're scaring people. Like regular, even like my mom called me because I just started working at at GNC. She called me and was like legit, like nervous and like scared for me to go to work. She was like, she was like, you work at a mall, right? I said, yeah. She goes, well, how's St. Pete doing? And I was like, fine, I guess. And she's she was legit. Like, please, like. She said, please be careful. Like, ne that would never happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, are you safe, though, being in a line of gunfire because they're there at your store? You know, it, no matter what, it's not the safest solution. Well, know? but, like, but all these goddamn looters and stuff, it makes me think about that. Like, now, if I want to just go, if I want to just go into work for four hours, people might bash through the fucking windows. And, like, just they close the bar on Sunday because they're, like, there's looting in Aurora and... We're close to Aurora, and it's you. Know, we're just gonna close early tonight. And, I'm like, and they're gonna and they're gonna call it and they're gonna call it protesting. I was I was joking with my mom about it. I'm like, so at the gym, so I just throw the weights at the glass and say I'm I'm protesting, and it's fine. Like, I can just take a shit on the floor and just say like I'm protesting, and that's fine. Like all those looters, they sh they should be fucking forcefully removed from the area. I mean, it's. Just not right. Yeah, I. The the looting. It, I mean, it's gotten bad up here too. Like they smash Best Buys and stuff. And you know, I think that's definitely where it comes into people just taking advantage of the situation. It's like thro they're throwing a huge temper tantrum, right? And they're they're taking everything in sight, and it's like they're just 
antagonizing everybody. And it's like, I get that, but it's like, I also don't. I think the helicopter thing, you know, by him putting the military helicopter and basically doing the procedure that they do in combat by having the chopper fly low because those blades create all the dust and everything from up above. It's And that dispersed the crowd. Um, but these rubber bullet injuries, have you guys seen these? These are no joke, man. These, well, yeah, those things are those things are insane. These things are no joke. They're huge too. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, because they're they're meant to supposed to be like somewhat equivalent to like actually using bullets, but being non-lethal. <laughs> That's so they're so they're crazy. supposed to fucking hurt. <laughs> that is crazy. Crazy, crazy times. Um, we hope everybody's staying safe out there. I think we've been ranting. It's not even ranting. We've been voicing our opinions on the matter for a good amount of time now. Like I said, about twenty minutes. Um, so well, basically, stay safe and don't be a fucking idiot. Don't go. Don't go looting. Like you just stay safe and peaceful. Pro- like if you have something right. to say, just be peaceful about it. Spread a safe message. Don't. Don't go breaking shit. That's not going to solve anything. King, you know, affected the most change as a civil activist, and he never did anything like that. You know, exactly. That's like I, I mean, thinking- I just think you had the best example. Why would you stray from it? Is what I don't understand. But it's not me, so I'm not gonna, you know, what I mean, act like I get it. You know. Well, I'm- that's well, that's what I was thinking too. Like, look at in history, all the times that there's been like these violent protests and stuff. What did it solve? Clearly, nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Clear- you just leave the war and you know, yeah. So it's not going to solve anything now. Uh, that's enough on the matter. But let's get to a Sneedler's list. Let's get to some sports, boys. Let's try and bring some positivity back into the world because that's what we're here to do. Uh, Sneedler's list. It's got to be <laughs> so, a good. It's got to be a good one for this week. Um, I mean. Possibly. Uh, I, I was going to do a whole nother one, and then when I got into the moment of sitting here on my phone and typing it out, I went in my complete other direction. Like I, I had two in mind, one that I was like dead set on doing, and then you know how your mind just does whatever it wants sometimes, and so it said, okay, we're doing this one instead. So um, so for, for today's Sneedler's list, we are going with, this one's going to be very more, much opinionated based, because it's Going to be my top 10 least favorite starting pitchers to face in MLB The Show 2020. <laughs> these, are the g- okay. these are the guys that make me slam the table in front of me, throw pillows across the room, curse expletives. <laughs> you got legends from Diamond Dynasty and all that? No, these, these are going to be just regular. Regular guys? Okay. Yeah, these are just regular players in the game, um, which, but to me, and some of these... Some of these might might sound a little funny, but to me, they just they drive me insane. It's only starting pitchers um, might do you know maybe maybe down the line we do relief pitchers. I don't know, but right now this is this, my least favorite starting pitchers. This is me trying to hit against them. It just sucks. So at number ten, I have Luis Castillo with the Cincinnati Reds. The combination of him having a nasty changeup, which is his first pitch, which is his first pitch too. His that's his number one pitch in this game, is is his changeup, and then the fact that he throws ninety eight is just a huge pain in the ass because they they both they look the exact same in 
a lot of times the computer they they just bounce changeups and it, it drives me nuts. So Luis Castillo, he is a big pain in my ass. At number nine, Lucas Giolito, another guy who throws. He, I I, don't, I, lo- I love him in person. <laughs> But in MLB The Show, his, his stuff is nasty. I mean, he throws 95 to 97. His curveball is about 75 miles an hour. His changeup's like 75 really miles an hour. Great yeah, manager. but also his curveball's so damn slow. Like it's yeah. it's one thing. It's he one thing. Too. Yeah, it's one thing when a guy has like a sharp curve where you can just kind of you know you can those are easier to time. It's when a guy throws 95 and then his curveball's 20 miles an hour slower. Uh, it's it's tough, and G- and Giolito's got good command too. So he he's a uh, he's no fun, at least for me. I mean, I, I love him when he's on my side, but not not to, not to face him. At number eight, Mister Charlie Morton, a guy whose number one pitch in this game is a curveball, which is yep. so much fun that that is his numero uno pitch. But also he has. I think he throws five pitches in this game, which yep. is is just so much fun when a pitcher has that much of a repertoire. Also, he throws 98, plus he has a splitter. And in this game, whenever the pitchers have splitters, they always bounce those motherfuckers in the dirt. Falls off the table, and you're like, you pieces. Yeah. They, they, they aim them at the bottom of the zone so that they bounce into the plate. And it, So Charlie Morton is just a big pain in the ass. Plus, everything moves. He throws a yeah, two-seamer. Yeah. Every, everything moves. So Charlie Morton is is definitely no fun. In the other direction here at number seven, I have Kyle Hendricks from the Chicago Cubs. He is, fr- he is frustrating in a whole nother sense of that it is slow, slower, and slowest, and he throws five pitches. But that's what that's what catches me off guard, though, is his sinker does get up to ninety, which sounds funny. But when everything else is by you, yeah. When everything else is seventy to to eighty, <laughs> and then he sneaks in a sinker at ninety, like it, it's just a pain in the ass. And him, like he, he paints the corners so much, and everything's just so goddamn slow. And Kyle Hendricks just drives me nuts because at least with some of these guys who throw hard, you know, just like in real life, the harder it's thrown. The the further it goes, so at you least run with, into a fastball, yeah. Yeah, you can catch a Morton fastball or a Castillo, you know, heater. But Hendricks, everything is just so damn slow. At number six, I have Garrett Cole on here. Um, he he's not at the near top of the list because in this game, he te- I feel like he tends to throw a lot of heaters. So it's like, yep. as long as you can just make sure it's in the zone and just get your timing down. Um, plus his off speed stuff, while it's good, it's not nearly as tough as some of the other guys is. He has a hard slider. Sure. He has a, he has a hard curveball. He has a changeup, but for him really for Garrett Cole in this game, it's his heater, him topping out at one Oh one. Like that's just nasty. So Garrett Cole, I mean, definitely still no fun to face, but, uh, definitely some guys on here who are much tougher. So getting us started on my list of, my least favorite starting pitchers to face in MLB The Show. I have Luis Castillo, Lucas Giolito, Morton, Hendricks, and Garrett Cole. Top five, I have Chris Sale at number five. Mainly the deception. Uh, they talk about it in real life, of course, the deception of Chris Sale. But in the game, it is no different. It is hard for me to figure out where the hell that ball is going. Plus, he throws 95. Plus, that slider is still nuts. Plus, he throws a changeup. So it's no fun for me. At number four, I have my second Cub on the list, and that is Mr. Yu Darvish. I said this was going to be very opinionated, but Yu Darvish 
is a huge pain in my ass, considering that he throws about 95 with that with that cutter, but then everything else, or what am I thinking? His sinker, fastball, no, fastball. His fastball gets into the mid-90s, but then his cutter, for some reason in this game, is like 15 miles an hour slower. It's basically a slider, but they don't call it that, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Plus, he throws five pitches, and he pitches out of the stretch. That bothers me. I don't know why, but I hate it. It's not natural, and I hate it. At number three, <laughs> I at number three, Noah Syndergaard. Um, I hate sinkers Four. in this game. I hate sinkers in MLB The Show because the CPU just loves to fuck me with sinkers. I love to throw them as a pitcher. <laughs> yes, but the game loves to fuck me with sinkers, and Noah Syndergaard is no different. Plus, his sinker is about 100 miles an hour, and so to try to time that up is just so hard to do. And another guy who throws five pitches, plus it's Syndergaard. He's a tough-ass son of a bitch, and I never look forward to facing uh, Noah Syndergaard there. And number two, my second Tampa Bay Ray on this list, and that is Blake Snell. For whatever reason in this game, for whatever reason, Blake Snell seems to be the bane of my existence. He only throws four pitches, fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. So not your not not anything too crazy, no sinkers, no splitters, but just that repertoire alone. Plus he throws about 97 in this game. His curveball's nasty, his slider's nasty, and I, for me, I just I can I can never figure out what's coming and when, and he just fucks my shit up so much in MLB the Show. So Blake Snell comes in at number two. So to recap, up to number one. Castillo, Giolito, Morton, Hendricks, Cole, Sale, Darvish, Syndergaard, and Snell. And at number one of my least favorite pitchers to face in MLB The Show 2020, Jacob DeGrom. I would have bet $150. That's who you were going to say. I'm so mad. I was going to say it, too. Uh, I'm like, bet money, he says Jacob DeGrom, because this shit in that game makes no sense. Jacob Jacob DeGrom himself is a cheat code. Cause, and I mean, have I gotten lucky a few times against DeGrom? Sure. But more often than not, I am swinging and missing. I'm striking out 12 times in seven innings, and he just makes me – he makes me uh, – not happy sometimes, and so <laughs> J- Jacob Degrom is a is an easy choice for me on on this list. My my player is on the Pirates, so I, I know what you're talking about. Like he's a tough fight guy, but I've hit him, you know, taking him deep a couple times, just running into a fastball. That's but what that's I'm saying. That's, that's it. That's, that's all that's, you can do. That's that's it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like you can you can get lucky and, and hit a fastball, but if he throws anything else, you're doomed. <laughs> for real, yeah. All of his other stuff is like impossible to track. All right, boys, I'm glad you brought up baseball in this list um, <clears throat> because are we going to have a season? I don't think we're having a season. It, it, it sounds Maybe like uh, – well, it sounds like there's going to be some sort of season. It's just a matter no. right now of no. how many games How many games it is because well, – there's a – oh, yeah, you got it. Well, there's, there's multiple proposals. The – the strong, the strongest proposal, which I think the players' union is the one that said they want to do, is a hundred and fourteen game season, which would last through October, like through the through the end of October. And apparently, there is a like like worst case scenario plan in place 
which would be a 50-game season starting in, like, sometime in July, I think. And apparently that is, like, the... Apparently that's the worst-case scenario plan. Well, and they're saying that because they agreed to a deal in March, that if they pay the full salary, that they would have to do it. Like, according to that deal in March. They could delay the season. Like, there was an option to do that. So it wouldn't even have to have a new deal. Like, it's just, like... That's what would happen. And then a big a big selling point, at least for for me, with the idea of the 114-game season, is they there is the option that players could opt out of of their contract, I think, for it, just this year. Like, if, 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 they ha- if they vote on the 114-game season, that's what they want to do. As we've seen, some players have already voiced their, their disapproval with, with trying to play right now under these circumstances. So I like this proposal of players having the ability to say, yeah, I, I'd rather just come back next year. And I think that's a great idea. They can defer it, right? Something like that. Yeah, like if you, if you really want to throw a bitch fit and say that you don't, you don't want to play this year, fine. At least the, to my, in my perspective, it's like as a fan, it's like, all right, cool. Next man up on the totem pole, like – you don't want to play? Fine. Find someone else who will. Yeah, I mean, because th- this is work for them. This is how they go get paid. If if guys are like, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to go secure the bag. Fine. Let somebody else take your slot and make some money. Survive another day. Uh, they, they're going to do something. They can't. With how long baseball is of a season, I mean, that's kind of That's the, something I the, wanted to bring up, though, right? Like... <clears throat> with all the protests and everything that are going on, everybody, it seems like, forgot about the coronavirus. And we had yeah. 21,000 new cases in the U.S. today. And it's like, this this is not going to help anything. And then I'm sitting here thinking, right, like, if this goes on for, let's just say, another two months every day, all these protests and... You know, all these people gathering in mass crowds, even wearing masks, right? And it's still the same. Would it be okay then to allow fans back into stadiums? God, I hope so. I mean, I would like the idea of 25% capacity and maybe like only in the upper deck to eliminate like being close to players or anything like that. You know, it's a whole different area. I didn't even think about that. That's that's smart by only selling tickets up to the very in the upper deck and then you yeah. would only open like the vendors up there. Like, you know, there was no vendors downstairs, they're all up in the upstairs. Yeah. Um, you know, so you get some good food and some good drinks and shit going up there, you know, it would be a, a a good time. Or that's what you would envision, you know, just maybe I every like other section that. and spacing people out a little bit. I really do like that. I didn't even think about that. I think yeah, every, every you, I other think, section would be the would be the likeliest choice. No, because I yeah. think you could put some people up in five hundred, but I think you could also put some people. Me and my in the dad want to go, dude. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think you could put some people in the outfield, and you could put some people up in the five hundred level. But you oh, yeah. have to block off the sides. Like if you're in the outfield, you have to have an exit out of the park from from right there. You can't go through the park or anything. It's only because you're trying to limit the personnel and everything inside the actual facility instead of just because you don't want the people in the outfield coming to where 
the people in the 500 are and you don't want the people in the 500 going around to the outfield. Then it's just everybody spreading everything everywhere instead of trying to contain it by having it closed off. Like you said, having all your vendors up there at the 500 level, you could have all your vendors out there in the outfield. Wouldn't it be a fire hazard, though, to just, like, quarantine these people up, like, to one, to only having the one exit, though? What if there's a fire? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm not, I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying, like, look at it that way, though. Like, you can't just say they can only use the one area, because it's like, well, what if they can't? you can have multiple exits out of the outfield to outside of the arena. I'm just ready to start shit. I am too, man. It's just, we're ranting out. We're just, it's sad, dude. I'm I'm tired of sitting here while the world is just in turmoil. It's like, I want... It's falling apart, really. Yeah. Everything is is falling apart. Let's jump to the NBA, boys. There's no Matt's moment. And then we will get to our uh, starting five and... End out the show this week of the least favorite athletes. Uh, NBA, speaking of MLB trying to come back, the NBA is is has a plan that they would st- start right in the playoffs and Game 7 of the NBA Finals would be on October 16th. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like that? Well, thing I don't like it for this reason. What are they going to do about their season next year? Because their se- normally their season starts at the end of October. So what are they going to do? Just postpone, like start the season, start the next season late. I what think. About the, like, what about the NBA draft? What I about think like, all that? They're stuff? going to do it in November. They're going to do everything in November, and then I think they're going to try and have the next season start on Christmas Day. And try starting the seasons from now on on Christmas Day, so they're not fighting okay. for ratings with the NFL throughout October, September, November, where on December on Christmas That's they have they have they, they have like seven to eight games on that day anyway. It'd be like an opening day on Christmas Day. So many more people would view it and watch it. Their ratings would skyrocket if they're. Every every season, game one was on Christmas Day. It's a gift. It's a gift to us games. all. It's a yeah, gift to us ESPN all. Too. Yeah, twelve the twelve yeah, games of Christmas. Nice. ABC, all the twelve games. the twelve games of Christmas. I like right, it. Right? Yeah, I would love. And it. It would, I guess that's a really good idea too, because then you just have every if you have every team playing on Christmas, then you have all you know. Because sometimes you know you have those people like, what if you're. What if you're a fan of like the Hornets? You know they don't they don't play on Christmas. But, but that's the thing. Start, Twelve games is twenty four teams, start, bro. Like it'd be awesome. I'm saying like if they start doing that, yeah, you know, that would have be Christmas Day games. Every team plays. I, I'm I'm down with that. Right, because you could have three games on Christmas Eve, right? And then the rest the for the twelve games would be on Christmas Day, and then all thirty teams would have played Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yeah, give give some of the smaller market teams Christmas Eve because that won't be as it won't be as big of a deal. Or four, there's thirty two teams, right? Yeah, it's thirty two yeah. or thirty. It's thirty or thirty two. Why am I blanking? Thirty. On? It's thirty, 30 right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, they they want to play. They're gonna play at Disney. Um, 
right into playoffs. Boys, you're getting refunded. You know, I hate to say it, but you got Patriots, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Hold on. Don't read. Wait, you already sent those? Yeah, I already sent it to some people. I'm going to send it to you guys. Oh, no, why? There's no. Don't do it. Don't do that until we know for sure what's going on. What are you doing? What kind of commissioner are you? They're going to decide on Thursday. That, that yeah, what the hell? Hell. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. What the hell? Okay. Have you seen any sport movie ever? There's always a chance. You don't just Rudy, give in. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy, they told Rudy forever that he was never going to play for Notre Dame. And that motherfucker played for Notre Dame. He can have my jersey, coach. Yeah. All right. Well, I only gave one person back so far. So. Also, I don't, I don't like casually have the cash app on my phone. So if you're gonna start sending money out, make sure you let me know because I'm never gonna check that. Yeah, you gotta be, uh, you but gotta wait be until, alert. But, but wait, goddammit, it! Until they announce something for sure, Jesus. You're not, you're not gonna win. Like, there, there's no way that we could play a playoff. So I don't know. What to tell you there, big guy? What about what if there's an ESPN? I really don't know what, what if, to tell you. What if there? What if there's an? What if ESPN fantasy app like allows you to just start? No, no, that's <laughs> not how. That's not how this works. Hey, we'll do a new league. We'll repay into it. Yeah, yeah. But boys, I'm looking forward to our fantasy football league because it, it sounds like they're to gonna. Say. It sounds like they're gonna start on time. I'm getting pumped. For that, your boy, but I think that's serious because I'm dropping a league this year, so I'm gonna take boy, that one serious. I did not your, take that one serious last year. Your boy needs to defend his title. Oh, you did win! I forgot about that. <laughs> I had, I had my sh- fourth league. I think I we're gonna up the buy-in. I think we, I think we're gonna do a hundred dollar buy-in. Whoa, Let's whoa, fucking whoa, go! Whoa, 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 whoa! No, hold on! You're so oh, yes. scared, dude. It's, like, it's a hundred bucks. Listen, no, listen. I'm, I'm already, I'm already in a hundred dollar league that I got my ass kicked in last year. So I need to, de- I need to defend that as well. So two hundred dollars. You're investing two hundred for a payout of like twenty two hundred bucks. No, and and I run my own league with money on the line too. I can't okay, think so, I paid a fucking money. What the fuck? Okay, so be the commissioner of all three of the leagues. Duh, dummy. What your league? You want me to commission your league? No, I'll be the commissioner, smart, but you could be you you could be the treasurer. <laughs> you could be the treasurer. Oh, does that give me a discount? Do I get an employee discount do on I the get fucking a, price? Do I get an what's employee that? discount? What's do up I, with your league, Sneed? Who's in it? He's got a lot of people. You want to you want to be in it? One of you. I have room for one of you at the moment. Hey, we're would, getting. I would go in. We're getting sidetracked. NFL's coming back though. We're getting <laughs> pumped up. My league's not a hundred goddamn dollars. Yeah, but it'll be so much more fun. We'll get. We'll get. Uh, Dude, the people the people in your league are fucking idiots. You think I want to pay a hundred? It's easy money. In that it's easy money, then, huh? Isn't it easy oh. money? What are you scared for? You sound <laughs> I'm not like scared. A, I just don't want to. Be out that much goddamn money for fantasy football. It's an investment. It's like the stock market, but you have better knowledge. It's an investment, this guy. You should be a salesman. What the hell? Fucking was. <laughs> it sucked, dude. You work 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. God, he says it's an investment. What the fuck? Uh, all right, boys. Um, no. <laughs> Nomad's moment. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? I'm ready. I'm y- fucking ready. Y- and now it's time for the ball guy of the week. And this week, we got a twofer. We have the ball guys of the week. It's a toss-up. I can't decide which 
was the better ball guy of the week, so I'm going to give it to them both. We got John Jones. Oh, I was going to nominate him. Hell yeah. And Floyd Money Mayweather. John Jones. You want to tell the story, Vance? You seem pretty pumped. Tell it. About the whole John Jones, why the whole he him gathering the pe- the people. Well, I love how he stole the spray paint cans from those dumbass kids, like some young teenagers trying to spray paint and windows and whatever, trying to vandalize. He's like, "Give me that shit! Give me, give me that!" Takes it right from him, shuts the whole thing down. This is not the way to do it, you know. This is not the way to, you know, kind of get this thing fixed. Okay, you know, and he kind of clears that situation up. Okay, so then he goes out and cleans up the next two days. So here's the thing. John Jones gathered with a group of protesters that are standing up for the movement but don't approve of all the looting and vandalism that's been going on. So John Jones gathered all these people. They had these sick-ass sweatshirts, really cool logos. I think it's supposed to be JJ for John Jones. It's a red lettering and black hoodies, and they're all wearing it, looking like Batman in the Dark Knight, you know, like in that scene where all, they all dress up as the Batman to go protect the town. And John Jones is leading these people. And he said, unquote, the, the night was a success and they only encountered one group of looters. And John Jones said that they worked with the police to stop him. So they did the job. John Jones, huge movement, nominated for the Ball Guy of the Year tournament, this is one of our Ball Guy of the Weeks. The other is the legend, the great Floyd Mayweather Jr. He is doing his part in this whole movement, and he's offered to pay for George Floyd's funeral services and funeral services uh, that are going to be held in Houston, Minnesota, Charlotte, and another location that's going to be named later. But it was like, $88,000 and he's paying for everything to do his part and we salute you thank you Floyd Mayweather Jr. nominated Ball Guy of the Week Ball Guy of the Year tournament you're in it You're. it's gonna be tough these two these are gonna be this gonna be a tough big ball names. guy big, big names dogs. that have been entered into this year's Ball Guy earned it. Earned their spot of the week. year tournament real, real quick with John Jones R.I.P. The idea of him fighting Francis Ngannou. Ngannou, yeah, we should. Oh my God, did I want to see that happen? Mega fight. I still think Jones would win, in my opinion, but I don't know. People don't want to hear that, but that's what I think. Oh my God, that would have been so fun to watch. I'm glad you brought that up. The UFC. Did you guys watch the uh, the ESPN fight night? The entire event. Yeah. Oh yeah. What did you guys think of the main event? Dude, it it hurt me to see Tyron Woodley look like that. <laughs> he looks so bad. I've been watching him like for a, pretty much his whole come up. He looks so bad. Tyron Woodley looked terrible. Look like that was not nice to watch. He was getting just rocked in there. Well, for him to like, for a guy like him to get ten eight round, like to to be on the other end of a ten eight round is insane too. I mean, like we you know, like like we've seen we've seen like former champs look like shit before, but it's like oh man. After I thought he came out of the gates in the very first strong until that cut above the right eye, and I think that took him out of the mental game. I feel like then he's like oh fuck I got this huge ass gash, 
in my forehead right now. Now I got to refocus and get out here. I thought it might have just overwhelmed his confidence. Well, and he was just fighting like like he he's always been like a defensive fighter, and like there's ways to make that work, but. He was just taking like way too much and not dishing anything back. Yeah, I. It wasn't a good main. I didn't think it was a good main event, but. Um, well, it was good. It was good for the fact that we might have gotten to see Gilbert Burns's like superstar like start. You know. I mean, yeah, he had a great he, fight. I'm not, not. I'm not knocking him at all. He had a fantastic fight. He had a very. Excuse me. Good game plan. Very good preparation. He was ready to rock and roll. He looked great. Yeah, because now, I mean, depending on what ha- like depending on how the cards fall with all the people in front of him, I mean, he, there's a chance he could wiggle his way into into his next fight being for a ti- like for the title. I mean, he there there are some guys ahead of him, sure, but I mean, depending on scheduling and whatnot, he very well could be contending for the title. All right, boys. Let's get to the starting five, least favorite athletes, and then let's get the hell out of here, get some sleep, and try and refocus in this cold, cold world tomorrow as we look forward to brighter days. But this week, the starting five is our least favorite athletes. Jeremy, you came up with the segment. Where do you want to go? Uh, I'll, I'll take lead. I'll take point on this. Okay. I will go... Third, Vance, oh, you you cool shit. too. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> not like not like he can really say it. Well, I mean, he could. This is if been a you very want you show. want third, you, you could take it. To say. If you want the back no, to back, I, mean, I like to be last, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay, say it, say it with your chest. Starting five, <laughs> least favorite athletes. Who's number uh, one on your list? Who's getting taken off the board? Number one, I think, is going to have to be. If we can, if we categorize him as an athlete now, because he lost everything, but um, this might have been why it popped into my head. But Lance Armstrong, dude, knew that was coming. Oh, oh my I God. still haven't watched the documentary, and I think oh I definitely need to. I mean, this guy basically just—I mean, people thought Michael Jordan was a dick. It's like you got to see what like Lance Armstrong basically ruined people's careers and ruined people's lives, and just so he could try to. Win, you know, win a bunch of gold jackets in uh, in cycling, and I mean, he does like there are there are some times where he tries to be sort of like sympathetic about it, but then at the same time, there's times in the interview where he's like, I wouldn't change a thing, and he tried to like say like he tried to have people feel bad for him and stuff like that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. My second pick, I'm gonna go with. Khabib Nemergamedov. Just really? not a big fan. Especially the whole jumping into the stands thing. You know, I thought that shit was pretty ridiculous considering, like, you know, you're professional. You just won the fight. Like, it's not like you lost and you're mad like that. You're just being some type of sore, shitty winner. And he's been kind of shitty ever since. You know, right now he doesn't come, he, you know, he kind of weasels out of this fight right now. And he's going to wait for Gaethje, I guess. I mean, I know he didn't mean well, to. Well, he was. He I know was, he didn't mean to, yeah, but, you know, I still feel stuck like. Stuck in Russia. He, you know what I mean. I get it, but still, he kind of weaseled his way out. Now something's up with his dad. And I mean, no, no ill will there. You know, that's obviously a different thing. But like, it's just I'm not a big fan of him. I think 
just I mean everything about it. And he's always some like anti-American this and that. And it's like you're in an American sport making all this money. Like why? You know how can you be so anti-America? You sound like a dumbass. You know. So I just I get tired of him personally. All right, I got back to back here. I'm gonna go number one off the board. Can't stand Yadier Molina. Fucking, <laughs> I can't stand that guy. He beats the <laughs> shit out of the Cubs. He's always batting 300. It's like every time he comes up to the plate, no matter what the situation is, if he's hurt, if he's got a broken hand, no matter what, he's always just killing shit, and it just irritates me. So, my number two, I'm going to have to go with Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers. That's another one. I, I do. I don't like Kenley Jansen. He He's so good, and it's like when he comes in the game, I know it's over. I know it's over, and I just get my heart drops. It's like, ugh, if the game's on the line, and they throw Kenley Jansen in there, it's like, Man, it's just I wish if he was if he was on the Cubs, I'd be like, oh yeah, Kenley Jansen, right? But he's a Cub killer, and I don't like it. Kenley Jansen, that's my number two. <laughs> yeah, my number two person is Draymond Green. <laughs> I've hated him since Michigan State when I was in Illinois. I'm a big Illinois fan. He goes to Golden State. It, to me, becomes the most overrated player in basketball. You know, it's like okay, he's a good defender, but he's really not that great at anything else. You know, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan. I think, you know, just because he can pass and defend doesn't make him a superstar. Doesn't make him all world. And he's super undersized. Not that athletic anymore. Like, let's be realistic about what this guy is. He's a, you know, a rare four that had some good years. You <laughs> he know. Fit into, he fit into a system. He's a, he's right, a system. Right. Yeah. Like a bunch of shooters. So he can pass to a bunch of shooters. And, you know, he ran Kevin Durant out of town. And now it's like, you know, look at how that worked out for him. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a. Yeah, not a been not a guy I've ever really enjoyed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next on my list of my least favorite players or least favorite athletes, I'm gonna go with Miles Garrett. At the moment, uh-huh. um, I think the whole incident with Mason Rudolph, I think it should have just never happened. I mean, plus, you know, I mean, Mason Rudolph was. You know, he was getting his ass kicked the whole game. And then, like, he gets sacked at the end of the game, and he tries to, like, stand up for himself, and then gets whacked in the head with a helmet. Like, that doesn't seem fair to me. Uh, so, my, and so Miles Garrett uh, is my pick there at number two. And then um, for my third pick, um, probably going to go with Indomiting Sue. And then for a couple of reasons. I mean, one – him being a lion, you know, he, he, he did some damage to my bears for, for a while there, which was never fun. But also the guy is a bit of a dirty player. I mean, he, he stomps on people. You know, there, there's no there, – you wonder why he's been on so many teams lately. It's like, well, maybe uh, maybe that's because uh, he needs a little attitude adjustment. So Dominic and Sue, you know, probably one of those guys just like Kenley Jansen where it's like if he was on the bears, I'd probably support him. To an extent, but since he's not, I'm not a big fan of his. <laughs> Interesting. All right, mine here. This will be a little different. I'm gonna go a little WWE flavor. Oh, I was about to do the same thing. I, uh, I I hate this Jinder Mahal guy. No, I hate his whole act. I hate him. I he has no mic presence either, which makes him even more annoying. It's like if you're gonna push somebody, you gotta be able to talk on the mic. 
and he's got these two little fairies running around with him, laying carpets out in front of him. The whole thing is just fucking stupid. I don't like it. I don't, and I think he might be getting another push soon or something. I don't know. I mean, that might be a bit of a rumor, but still, I, I'm not a big fan. He's fucking annoying, and he's just a big steroid fucking juice head. Like, not really any good at wrestling. Okay, I'm glad you went the wrestling route. Um, Ginger Mahal wasn't my number one, but I had him in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah, he's a good athlete, but it's like, as a presence in the ring, it's just, I, I it doesn't do it for me. I don't feel He it. can move. Like, I'm not saying he can't move, but he doesn't, like, do a whole lot to me. Like, yeah, you know? it doesn't, he doesn't make me feel a type of way of, like, he can be the face of an organization. Like, yeah, I mean, what's, I mean, it's like a, you know, I don't know, him and Baron Corbin are similar to me. You know what I mean? Okay, they can move, but they're fucking annoying. Like, I don't, so, I don't enjoy them. So, my third pick, I am going to go with probably, see, I, I'm going to go with Ryback. <laughs> Remember that character? He they hyped they hyped him up to be like the next Goldberg, and yeah. and he just he didn't do it for me either. I wasn't a Ryback guy. Anytime, fat douchebag. Yeah, it's like it's like when he would come out, I would just want to switch to a next match. You know, it's like I don't even <laughs> want to watch this guy wrestle. Um, yeah. and then my fourth pick. Ah, my fourth pick, I'm going to have to go with probably Stephen Curry. I'm not a what? I'm not a big Stephen Curry fan. I oh. it it pisses me off when he just throws it up in the air and just turns around and starts walking back cuz he knows it's going in, right? And it's like I me as a, a fan, I I don't really like just throwing up the moon shots and praying to God they go in. That's what See, it looks a, like on TV. I, that's how I hoop at the gym, though, so I appreciate it. That That's how it looks to me. Like, he's extremely talented and extremely good. It's just like, I, he's not, I'm not a fan of Steph Curry. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of LeBron either. Like, that's not my Agreed. favorite player Agreed. or anything. So it's like, I'm a big LeBron fan, though, so I'm the minority in that one. So Steph I like Curry. LeBron, I like LeBron as a person, but not as a basketball player. So Steph Curry is probably one of my least favorite athletes it was up for him or kd so you have against kd he he pulled the he pulled the lebron and took the easy way out to go get a title he's a skinny bitch need no (laughs) (laughs) that's the spirit no um my next one i'm going a little bit down the barrel in terms of names a little bit but uh the royals starting pitcher his name is brad keller he's a real piece of shit I'm so tired of listening to him tell Tim Anderson what he should or shouldn't do. Oh, yeah. Kind of fucking mind-blowing. Like, if he wants to throw his bat when he puts one over the bullpen, that's what he's going to fucking do. Don't let him put one over the bullpen. Like, you know, you're a bitch, and I'm tired of listening to you cry about it. It's been six months, and you're still telling people to stop posting the video. There's no baseball. What are we going to fucking post? Like, it's just kind of like, fuck you. Don't tell me how to be a fan. Don't tell Tim Anderson how to be a baseball player. Don't throw at him because he celebrated a home run with his teammates. He didn't point at you. He didn't flick you off. I mean, okay, if that's how it would have went, I understand. But he celebrated with his teammates, and now you're going to get a, you know, all butthurt. I don't fucking understand that shit. Yeah, it's like if you don't want to be on the bad end of a mixtape, it's like don't, yeah. don't give up the home run. <laughs> and then an American League pitcher is going to throw at somebody. I think that's bullshit in general. Like if you don't come up to bat, don't throw at somebody. 
<laughs> that's the golden rule for me. If you're not going to come up there and bat, you're not going to take the same risk. Don't throw at people. That shit's bullshit. I, I think this might be the best episode we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it's I it's going to be a I very... I said it was going to be probably a very explicit episode because we're all feeling the type of way with how the world is going right now. But the starting five, let's let's finish it out. Jeremy, you got back-to-back picks. All right. Uh, With my fourth pick, uh, going back to the NBA, uh, Matthew Delavadova. Fuck that guy. Okay. He, like, a couple years back, uh, I think it was the postseason, he just kept doing, like, just – Dumb shit. Like he was like diving at what was it? he was diving at people's knees, like trying to take them out, and he kept trying to like play the victim. Like he would get called for a foul and just start like start whining, and then he would go and do all this like dirty stuff. And what on top of that was people tried to justify. It. They're like, oh, he just, he he just works hard. He's just hustling. I'm like, no, he's doing dirty shit, trying to like injure players, and they're just gonna categorize it as him hustling. I'm like, get the hell out of here. And he sucks. He's not even good. But people try to act like he's good. It's like, get, get the hell out of here. He's, he, he, another guy fits into the system. He was LeBron's little puppet of a sixth-man you know, six off the bench. Like, get the hell out of here. Um, so that's at number five, or my number four pick. And at number five, sticking with basketball. Now, I think this was his name. Do you guys remember? I think it was James Posey. Was that his name? Played for the Miami Heat in the right back in the day. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was him back in the day against the Bulls. And again, I think it was like the postseason or something. He like kept starting fights with like all the Chicago Bulls players. And I remember being a little kid, or like just a younger kid than I am now, but just being really pissed off about it. So I was like, "Who the hell are you to like start all these fights and be a dick?" And it still sticks with me when I'm thinking of like <laughs> athletes that I hate. And I was like, "I never liked you, and I still don't." My last one here is gonna be a little special. Um, I'm gonna go with Sammy Sosa, man, in honor what? of the documentary. I'm a, I mean, I'm a big White Sox fan, and the, his bad is Korg. Like, I'm just not into his whole thing. Obviously, he had a nice year or two, but it's all steroids and corks and gimmicky shit. Like, if a White Sox guy did that, he'd be a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Give me some Frank Thomas all day. Like, no, I'm not into that. It's all I puppy love. love. I, hate I almost, I, I almost picked uh, Michael Barrett. That was so. I almost, I almost. <laughs> I honestly it. thought about it too. Yeah, like that asshole. Cause they've been, because they've been, they've been showing the, because it was the anniversary of the Barrett Przinsky fight, and I was telling people, yeah. I'm like, Barrett punches like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Przinsky took that punch like a champ. Right, he fucking wore it. The champ that he is. Oh five champs, baby. <laughs> All right, so. For my last pick here to end out the starting five of least favorite athletes, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I don't really want to say more because that man just Aaron Rodgers. Say less. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. He's broken my heart way too many times. Aaron Rodgers. That's a good one. Also, he's starting to turn into he's sort of turning into a grumpy old man now too, to to an extent. <laughs> and to be honest, I wasn't too fond of Danica Patrick either. So, <laughs> so that's just that's a power couple right there. Um, yeah, at least at least Danica let him eat cheese when he was dating Olivia Munn. That he like couldn't eat dairy, and I thought it was super funny that he was playing playing in Green Bay couldn't eat dairy. Olivia Munn can tell me to not eat anything. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> agreed. I mean, beautiful. I, I listen to I mean, everything else. Yeah, I mean, agreed, but 
All right, boys. It's been real. We sat in Section 312 long enough, as all of our listeners have. We will be back next week. Go follow us on all social medias at Section 312 Show. We are an affiliate of the Midwest Sports Network. Go check them out at mwsn.net with our podcast and a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, Thrive Fantasy, go check them out. And we will see you guys back here next week as we all kind of embark on this journey that the world is going to go through within the next week. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Things are going to get better. They're going to get worse. Stay safe. We will see you guys here next week in Section 3. One, two.